Well, hello, everyone. It's uh, Mark and Carol with uh, your end of the year goodness. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy uh, Hanukkah. Happy, and Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Dala- Den- Denali? Dalali? Uh, Denali? Is that happening at the same time? D- yeah, I think so. It's it's the Hindu one. Okay. Also around this time of year, I believe. <laughs> Denali? Delani? Denali. Okay. Okay. Well, happy that. Happy Happy anything you celebrate. Happy Festivus, everyone. Whatever your happy holiday this time of year is. And a a happy new year for everyone, too, and the new year coming up. Yeah. We're off this week, as you can hear. And next week, we're going to party like it's 1999. That's right. It's going to be 1999. But next next week, we'll we'll also be off. But we're going to have, for those of you who are fans of Horny Creek and... And Slayer Talk, we're going to have a... The best shows. We're going to have a best of episode. Those two shows mixed and matched together uh, just to... It's going to be weird. Well, it's... They're, they're, it's like your peas and carrots all rolled up in your mashed potatoes. Some people like that. Uh, I think it's weird. <laughs> okay. It's too <laughs> late to change now, Carol. <laughs> I felt like I didn't have enough uh, material for either... Uh, you know, one or the other. Plus, we don't have three weeks. Our worlds are colliding. Yeah, well, it'll be fine. I mean, we do 90210 on the regular show on this one, too. Ever, <laughs> ever noticed that? Spoilers. Uh, but anyway, uh, enjoy these these wonderful clips from 1998, and we will see you in 1999. Next year. All right, have fun, everybody. Bye. I have some news. Ooh. Well, I mean, technically, you have some news. I do. About how some lady today yeah. was chatting you up at work. <laughs> That's what I got to hear about today. Yeah, but at least I told you about it. Yeah, and I and I really appreciate it. There was a, a, a woman today that, you know, I feel like, I don't know, but I feel like was maybe being slightly... Flirtatious with me. So this woman apparently um, sat near him. Yeah. We sat together. Asked his opinion about things. Yeah. Said that they should go out. (laughs) And he's not sure that she was hitting on him. (laughs) Well, when I mentioned that I had a fiance, she Mm -hmm. said, you know, is she she cool? Yeah, because she was checking to see if you were happy in your relationship. And I said, I said, she's the best. Yeah, you did good. You you get a cookie, you're fine. I'm just saying. I think, I, I'm, I don't know, like, ladies, don't you feel, um, I don't know, just generally irked and irritated when, you know, some woman's been sniffing around your man? Like, I just kind of want to go beat her ass. How does, how do you, how do you navigate a situation like that? When you're at work... Now I'm talking to the fellows, or or I guess the ladies too. Either way, but how do you how do you navigate a situation like that where you're at work and you're trying to do your job, and part of your job is to interact with the public, and the public is flirting with you is a pretty woman who's flirting with you, and you want to like do your job, but also like create boundaries. How do you do it? What do you do? 
Well, I mean, you made a sale and you um, didn't give her your personal phone number, so yeah. I feel like you did okay. Yeah. She didn't get my digits, everyone, uh, and I made a sale, so. I mean, she does know where to find you, unfortunately. For now. If, if we start getting cooked bunnies, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> Just Don't saying. ignore me, Mark. Just saying. Um, Tommy Lee Jones has been released from the hospital. <laughs> Why was he in the hospital? Uh, well, he left the hospital Saturday after going to the emergency room to check out injuries suffered when he was thrown from his horse Aww. and trampled. Oh, my God. During a polo match. That's scary. Quote, I'm not hurt. A little sore, Jones said, through his Los Angeles publicist. I wonder if I can do his voice. <laughs> He's like losing it I'm over gonna, here. I'm going to try. Uh, let's see. Let me think of a phrase. I, I can hear his voice. In the, um, like, I don't care. You know, yeah. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones was in uh, that Aerosmith uh, movie, right? I'm, I'm not hurt. A little sore. I didn't know Aerosmith directed a movie. What he are you talking about? He didn't direct a movie. Aerosmith. The movie with the Aerosmith song with Liv Tyler. Uh, I Armageddon. I don't want to close yeah. my eyes. Armageddon. No, he's not in that at all. He's not? Then I have no idea who Bruce he is. Bruce Willis is in that. Well, I know Bruce. I don't think Bruce Willis is Tommy Lee Jones. Who do you think Tommy Lee Jones is? Oh, you think uh, Billy Bob Thornton yeah, is Tommy Lee Jones? Yeah, that's who I was confused by, yes. Oh, my God. That's why we're together. Because I was able to figure <laughs> that out. Tommy Lee Jones was Two-Face in that Batman movie we watched. Yeah, they look a lot alike. They look a little alike. Ooh, I just got dizzy. Oh, my God. Uh, Jennifer Allen Jones, 52, said uh, his horse stumbled Friday during a speedy run. The actor was thrown over the horse's head, and the horse stepped on him. Oh, my God. What a, like, that's such a rich person thing to do, to be playing polo. Sure. That's that's the richest way to die. <laughs> trampled by a horse in a polo match. Right? Every bottom toothed bastard out of there out there's gotta want that secretly. Well, to be uh to be trampled to death in a polo match. It's the dream. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure that wouldn't be horrifying and painful at all. Oh my god. Um March twenty first, nineteen ninety eight. Uh, adjusting the headphones a little bit. See, <laughs> theme song's playing, huh? No, it, like, seriously, like, hurts my ears sometimes. Yeah, but you, what what hurts your ears sometimes? The headphones. Well, you, you the, yeah, but you adjust them and it's crackle, 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 crackle. Oh, really? I'm sorry. I didn't realize you could hear that. Yes. <laughs> we all could hear it. Sorry, y'all. So we've got a big, big show here this week. First... Though, I've got some NUAS, which stands for Notable Events, Weather, and Sports. All right. That's what NUAS stands for. I've got some stuff, too. Did you know that? No. Notable Events, Weather, and Sports. I did not know that. It doesn't. Oh, what the fuck? Why do you do that bullshit? <laughs> because it's funny, and I want to like see how gullible people. you are. Hey. Somebody put gullible on the ceiling earlier. Mm-mm. <laughs> Oh, man. You know that gullible's not in the dictionary? Really? Yep. Oh, it is too. <laughs> You're such an ass. And then uh, Steve mm-hmm. and Claire. Yeah, this is not This is short and not... Stupid. Not, yeah, I was going to say not sweet, but short and stupid. 
So he's going golfing with a friend, and his friend is like, hey, you know what makes golfing better? Pot. I have <laughs> never heard that in my life. Like, do you, uh, you've golfed. Yes, I have. Do you feel like pot would enhance that experience? Not at all. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like that would hurt your game a lot. Right. And, you know, there's that thing that they that people do. Frisbee golf. Mm-hmm. I like I like that disc golfing. I think that that might be enhanced by pot, <laughs> but actual like golfing, no. You like you need coordination, right? You know, and like yeah, I've sometimes people drink every once in a while, but even then, most of the time people do not get drunk unless you're fucking John Daly, like sucking down Winston's uh, a pack at a time and. Shotgun and beers on the mm-hmm. golf course. Uh, most people wait to get drunk till after. Right. Then at the 19th hole, which is what they call the bar because there's 18 holes. Mm-hmm. Uh, at the 19th hole. Then after you're done with your round, then you drink a bunch. Like that's mostly what people do. You might have a beer or two or whatever. But yeah, most people don't get smashed while they're playing golf because that also would hurt you. Right. But they do that and it seems, seems like Steve enjoys it. Was this his first time? Yes. Okay. His first time with the devil lettuce. <laughs> I don't know. I think most people, the first time, don't really experience it, don't fully, right. you know. So. Well, I would have no knowledge of what it's like to be sure. high on a, a marijuana plant. Of course not. That very illegal substance, of no, course not. I mean, I've never, you know, separated stems and seeds or... <laughs> Made Any homemade bongs. No. <laughs> I've never cored out an apple. Right? Um, I've never used tin foil. <laughs> this dude says, you know what else it really enhances is sex. Yeah. What do you think about that? In your experience, mm-hmm. does no. it enhance no. sex? Not. Absolutely not. Yeah. You? Um. Sometimes it makes me more aroused than I normally would be. But in my opinion, alcohol is what leads more to sex than marijuana. <laughs> because I think I think a lot of times, like, marijuana just does things physically that I think are not great. Yeah, it does a lot of not helpful things. Um, for sex. It does a lot of like, very helpful things for finishing off a pack of soft batch cookies. For sure. I mean, you're the only reason I know who he is, but... You know what else you listen to? Alanis Mm. Morissette. I do. I love Alanis Morissette. Well, she's going to settle a few misunderstandings, all right? Okay. Yes, Alanis Morissette is angry. She is also, she wants you to know, in love, out of Mm. love, elated, disappointed, insecure, and supremely confident. Wow, that's a lot. Whatever the mood, and there are plenty of them, on supposed former infatuation junkie, which is her new album... Which gets three out of four stars, according to them. Uh, the new, the year's most closely watched album. Morissette doesn't want to leave room for misinterpretation. With a conversational frankness that often borders on prosaic, her detailed navel gazing. What? Her detailed navel gazing won't leave much room for head scratching. Okay, her detailed navel gaze. Are they talking about like belly buttons or ships? I think they must be talking about. Belly buttons, right? That's fucked up. What a weird turn of phrase. Thanks to one bitter love song, 
the Hell Hath No Fury Blast of 1995's You Oughta Know, which... <laughs> it we, is a good song. We do know. Um, is that the one that's supposedly about uh, uh, Dave Coulier that dated her when she was like 16 and he was like 25? Oh, gosh. I don't know. Yeah. I, I want to look at the lyrics now. Um, yeah. Think about that go down in the theater thing. Uh, Morissette was misguidedly pegged as a generation's irate young spokeswoman. But as 13.1 million record buyers know, Jagged Little Pill, one of the biggest U.S. debut albums Best of album all ever. time, was much more than that. A soup of hopeful romance and wry scrutiny of life's overlooked corners. So she wants you to know that she's more than just an angry songwriter. Okay. I mean, we know that for sure, but... Can we look at the lyrics? I pulled my little thing out of her CD. With oh, the, the liner, the liner yes. notes? Yeah, go ahead. So, I want you... You, you, you ought to know. Yeah. I want you to know that I'm happy for you. Uh-huh. I wish nothing but the best for you. Sure. An older version of me? Oh, that, yeah. Is she perverted <laughs> like me? Holy shit! Would she go down on you in a theater? At 16 years old, David Coulier, cut it out! Does she speak eloquently, and would she have your baby? I'm sure she'd make a really excellent mother. Because uh-huh. the love that you gave that we made wasn't able to make it enough for you to be open wide, no. And every time you speak her name, does she know how you told me you'd hold me until you die? But you're still alive. Yeah. Yeah, she's angry. So in that song, she is. There's a lot more, but I'm not going to read the whole thing. Dave Coulier says that he heard the song on the radio, and he was like, oh, fuck, I really hurt this this woman or whatever. Duh. And it's like, but here's the thing. Like I said, age difference. I don't know the exact age difference, but I'm pretty sure she was young, uh-huh. and he was not. Okay. I, mean, I mean, 24 or whatever is still young, but. He was too old for her. Yes. Yeah. Because she was on, uh, you know, uh, you can't do that on television. Mm. I don't know. Oh, my God. I just got slimed. Uh, Nickelodeon? Yes. She was on some Nickelodeon show while she was giving a head in the theater? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't. That wasn't one of the skits they did. <laughs> well, I would hope not. Anyway, so last week, as you may recall, before we talk about the movie, I know you're all chomping at the bit to hear our thoughts on wild things. But last week we mentioned that uh, if anyone was in need of advice, that they could write us. Carol said she'd love to give advice. I did. I did say that. So a couple people wrote in for advice. Oh, no. We're, we're bumping it up to a few because as, as I sat down here and turned on the email, another email came through. Wow. Okay. So we have three people that uh, emailed in for advice. Now, note, before we get started here, any advice that we dispense, we're not professionals in any way. Right. Any advice that we dispense is not psychological, medical advice. There's no... This is entertainment value only. Correct. Like, this is you asking a buddy, hey, what do you think I should do? So take it with as much... You know, grain of salt as, as you need to. But we'll try to do our best. Okay, so letter number one. Mm-hmm. No names. Right. You can make up a name if you want. <laughs> I was at a music... Regina Falange says. Sure. I was at a musical festival with my boyfriend over the weekend. Oh, a musical festival. And when one of my favorite bands started to play, mm-hmm. I asked if I could sit on his shoulders. Green Day? He said no, which I respected. 
But then later we ran into a friend of his who's a girl and he offered to let her sit on his shoulders. I was really upset, but I didn't let it ruin our time. When we got home, I asked why he would let her sit on his shoulders and not me. He said that she's a lot smaller than you. <laughs> the shit. I started to scream oh, and cry and threw my bag on the couch. Uh-huh. He said that I need to grow thicker skin and that I was overreacting. I yelled that I was still in recovery and only weigh 128 pounds, which I think is good. Yeah, that's fine. I'm in recovery from an eating disorder. We haven't spoken about it again, but I'm really upset still, and he's acting like nothing happened. Holy fuck. What should I do? Am I overreacting? <laughs> okay. Okay, so. First of all, I have to ask you a question. Okay. Have you ever uh, got on somebody's shoulders during a musical festival? No, I'm too scared. I wonder if she wanted to flash the band or hmm. something like that. Because I've seen, I've seen girls do that. Maybe that's why he really didn't want to let you do it. Ooh, that's an that's an interesting idea. Where yeah, but but I mean that would have been something talked about beforehand. I would assume. Yeah. And why would he say the shitty fucking thing he said if that wasn't the reason? Here's my theory. Okay, first of all, you got to ask yourself because you know him. Is your boyfriend a dick? Because well, can, is that something she can really know? I think so. Like. Because I was in a similar situation. Si- similar, not the same. Okay. Where at a wedding, I was dancing with my boyfriend, mm-hmm. who had earlier been dancing with his sister. Sure. Who made a comment about how um, weird it was to dance with me after dancing with her because she's so thin. What the fuck? And I was upset. I was hurt. No shit. But when I thought about it later, and as he explained later, you know, he he really didn't mean anything by it. It was just a stupid thing to say. And it's like, well, yeah, it it sucked. I get it that he really didn't mean anything by it. He was making conversation, not thinking about, oh, this is going to hurt her feelings. And she was smaller than me. Here's the thing. You're not big. You're curvy. So that's... That's a difference. Too. Well, and her waist is incredibly small. So, I mean, I, that that is a different situation because I can, I can see if he meant like, oh, she's like, she's probably like she's tiny, like and like and no curves, like and a stuff, ballet like, dancer, tiny. Girl. Yeah. So, I mean, I can, I, I get that. Like, maybe it was even sort of like meant as a compliment because of the curviness of you or whatever. Mm. But he it, didn't say that. That would have been a smart recovery. But. <laughs> But I see what you're saying, because your boyfriend at the time... Was not a dick. Not current boyfriend. Not it's trying to be not, mean. Right. So now, that's believable. Yeah. So it's like, okay, is this guy a douche? Does he say and mean douchey things? Or is he stupid? Here's the thing. I, I, I have to lean towards douche, because he knows she's recovering from an eating disorder. True. So why would you make a comment about her weight? And she only weighs 128 pounds. Are are you two foot five, man? <laughs> like if you're if you are four foot seven or taller, 128 pounds is not big. That's not that's not a lot. Well, maybe he's very out of shape. Who knows? But he shouldn't be offering his shoulders to other girls. That's the thing. Well, they, real quick too, before we get to that, because that's a big problem too. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that. 
what kind of fucking weak ass man is like <laughs> 120 pounds too much for me to lift up <laughs> yeah hit the gym dick how right. about some overhead press what the fuck <laughs> what are you squatting a bar wow yeah like i mean seriously man up dude you can't lift a 128-pound chick on your shoulders. Come on. Second of all, how small was this woman? That's, like, a lot lighter than the his 128-pound girlfriend. And then third of all, like you said, why is he offering? Yeah. Because notice, she, she didn't say, the girl asked, and he said, okay. He offered. Yeah. After turning her down. Yeah. What's going on with this and... This friend of his that's a girl. That's what I want to know. That is weird. I'd have a lot of questions. You're not overreacting. I don't know. You're not overreacting at all. I I think you're underreacting. (laughs) Um, I threw my bag when we were at this. (laughs) Um, I think that you deserve better than this guy. That's what I think. Yes. I think you should. I think you should go to the mall and... Get a nice, sexy dress for your stunning 128-pound ass and fucking go out there and find some guy that's going to appreciate you. I agree. This guy does sound like a douche. Yeah. And we, and Carol and I think that you're beautiful. Yes. And you don't have to worry about uh, your weight. Ridiculous. Okay. Moving to the next. Well, what is our advice, by the way? I mean, I know we just ranted about this fucking oh, okay, guy. Okay, I'm sorry. I thought I mean, there was advice there. Oh, you, you, so you, you agree with me that she should, dr- she should dump this guy? Go get a nice dress and find somebody else? Yes, I like your advice. I, at least, this needs to be a conversation. Oh, yeah. He can't fucking ignore this and be like, oh, I didn't do anything wrong. He, he needs to answer a few questions. How dare he? <laughs> Where does he get off? Who's this girl to him? That's a, the big one. Yeah. I mean, I had a, a, a dude who uh, was paying a little too much affront, attention to his friend who introduced us, by the way. Uh-huh. And then I f- caught them kissing. So Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm, I'm concerned about this whole situation. I, I think that I think this needs to be a very serious conversation that he takes very seriously. And if he's not willing to do that... Yeah. See ya. I think, yeah, I think you need to move on. You deserve better. Okay. First, I want to say I love your show. Thank you. Tonga Gillespie. (laughs) I am currently a senior. Almost my entire school career, I've been on top of my grades and classes. Barely, barely passing every year. On top? That's what it says. But in order to pass, you have to take a final exam that includes all what you learned the whole school year. Mm-hmm. And me, of course, this year, I completely let it all off. I skipped 80% of classes, Oh my god! did not study at home, and screwed it all up. With less than three months remaining, I'm running out of time. And no matter how close the deadline gets, I just can't seem to get myself to sit down and study for two hours straight. Mm-hmm. And it's not that laziness, because... I got part-time jobs before, and I worked my ass off because I somehow believe they benefited me, and I actually got something from my hard work. But school never really got to my heart. I talked with my mom about dropping off and finding a job, but she told me she wishes for me to continue, but she wouldn't stop me. She told me, just make sure you're making the right choice. 
And to be honest with you, I really do not care that much if I, if I fail. The only thing stopping me from just taking another path right now is I don't want to disappoint my parents who really value education, and one of their most anticipated events is me passing this year. And because I'm really afraid of ending up at the bottom of society and having to work entry-level jobs for the rest of my life. So am I going to be screwed if I go to the job market with no credible school background? So. Yes. First of all, congratulations on being probably our youngest listener. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Second of all, I'm not going to make fun of you for your grammar and, and, and stuff like that. I do want to point out, though, even in that, there is some poetry in school never got to my heart. There is some poetry in that phrase. Yes. Um, what, what I don't totally get, though, is, is you're talking about the part-time job and how it was worth your time because you mm-hmm. were getting paid. Sure. Is that your heart? I don't know. Is money your heart? Ooh. Oh, wow. Judgmental eyes come out. Well, I, <laughs> but I'm just saying, if it is, honestly, then your best bet is to continue with your education because that's oh, yeah. how you're going to get the money. Yeah. If you're afraid of ending up at the bottom of society and not able to get anything but an entry-level job, you'll be lucky to get an entry-level job without a high school diploma. Here's the thing. Yeah, that's true. Here's the thing. Um, you have to find out. You have to figure out what you want out of life. Right. I, which I think is kind of what Carol is, is getting at. School's not for everybody. No, you don't have to go to college. Mm-hmm. For sure. And and I'll be real honest. This is probably not going to help, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. Okay. I didn't graduate high school. No. I got my GED, but then immediately went to college. Yeah. And I dropped out for personal reasons. Yeah. In my senior year, and I still went to college the next year. Mm-hmm. So I was still able to, you know, move on. Um, most people who drop out don't get a GED. Right. Most people who get a GED don't go to college. Right. So you really would be doing yourself, you know, a disservice. I think, I think graduating high school is, is your best bet. Yes. I think there are things that you can do to pass. Are you going to like get an A on your final exam and, and, and stuff like that? No, probably not. But I think if you talk to some of your teachers, too, Mm -hmm. and say, because your teachers don't benefit from you failing. If you talk to some of your teachers and say, hey, what am I going to, what do I need to know? Like, bottom line, what do I need to know for this exam? What, what should I study? Like, what, you know, so you can focus your, your areas. That's a good idea. Of what you want to study. And bone up on the stuff that's going to be on the exam. Because they'll, they'll help you out. You can also see if you can do any kind of extra credit or anything like that in order to, to pass. Like I said, I mean, just getting a D or, or whatever. Just a passing grade. Yeah. So that you get that piece of paper. Is it dumb and arbitrary in some ways? Sure. But having that piece of paper is a big difference. In, it opens a lot of doors. In your life. Now, from there, if you want to go to, like, trade school or something like that, learn a trade, electrician, plumber, stuff like that, college is not for everybody. It sounds like it's probably not for you. But I think the biggest thing, like Carol said, is what do you want? Do you want to – would you be okay not having a ton of money 
but being really happy with what you do. And what makes you happy? Exactly. What, what is it that makes you happy? Is it art? Is it music? Is it, uh, you know, like... It could be like you know, it could be tons like computers. Movies. Com- computers is a big uh, thing now. Yeah, are you really into movies? Is is that why you love uh, our show? Are you Dawson? Right. So you have to figure out what you like. You don't have to figure out necessarily. Hey, this is what I want to do with the rest of my life. But figure out what you like, and then there will be paths for that. And like Carol said, if what you want is a lot of money, then. Uh, if you want to do it in a legal way, <laughs> right? You're you're gonna have to. Well, I mean, you could do plumbing. You could do plumbing. You could do, there are there are some trades: plumbing, uh, electrical stuff you, like you that. You need a high school diploma to do that, though. No, you. I think we're. I think we're both at the point where, bottom line, he needs a high okay. school diploma. All right, all right. You need to finish high school. Well, that seemed to be the question. Well, if that's the question, I think you should. Yeah, you're doing nothing but closing doors if you don't. Yeah, there your your window of being able to get things like jobs or, or anything is very very small. There is not a lot you can do without a high school diploma. Right. There just isn't. Mo- almost every job that you apply for is going to require at minimum a high school diploma or a GED. Yeah. Yeah, some yeah, some kind of equivalency. There's a, you're you're looking at a, Almost no jobs, mm-hmm. to be honest with you. I mean, you the jobs that you can get in high school, I guess that's that's about it. But I mean, like, do you want to make minimum wage? Because that's what you're yeah. going to do. Yeah, exactly. You could you could work at some fast food places yeah. and things like that. As I mean, a cashier somewhere. And that's maybe not even as a cashier. Because I think a lot of cashiers should be in high school diploma. Oh, I worked as a cashier in high school. So. Well, but anyway, I I think at minimum you need, you need to... You need to do the high school thing. So I hope that helps. Just do your best, get through it, and then, you know, figure out what you want for the rest of your life. Right. Exactly. You're almost there. Yeah. And like I said, talk to your professors or your your teachers or whatever and um, ask them, you know, just find out and ask them. Say, look, I am dedicated to getting my high school diploma. What do I need to know for the exam? Like, what areas do I need to study? And just, you know, write them down and focus on that. Yep. You got this. All right, you said we had one more. We do, and I haven't read it, so. Neither have I. This is going to be an adventure. <laughs> okay. Um, my name is blank, and I love your show so much. My name is uh, Art Vandalay. Well, it's a girl, so probably not. Artesia Vendelay. <laughs> you asked for people to write in if they needed advice, and I sure do. I mean, I guess we did, kind of. Do oh, I? No, and I sure do. I don't like this. <laughs> Go ahead. What the hell? It sounds serious. Do I tell my sister that the car accident she got us in when we were kids ruined my life? Okay, fuck it's not good. <laughs> Go ahead. She was 16. I was 14. She was driving. I was thrown from the vehicle. Mm -hmm. We are now both in our late 40s. I have had chronic pain, chronic migraines, infertility, and mental health issues, mostly starting after that accident. Oh, God. My sister and I do not have a good relationship. My sister is not a nice person and has kept her kids away from me because of family drama. Mm. This has broken my heart. 
Yeah. Due to this, I also have a very bad relationship with my parents. They side with her. They think I'm the problem and she's the saint. After a series of MRIs recently, I've learned all these health issues I've had most of my life are probably happened to me because of that car accident. If I don't tell her, how can I stop myself from intentionally internally blaming her more? Okay, that's a lot. I just I want you to ask yourself what is your motivation in telling her this? Mm. You know, because if it's like you're saying that you think you'll just blame her more if you don't tell her. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, what good comes from telling her? You're all well, those are separate questions. <sighs> I guess. I don't know. It's just like you're already not getting along, it sounds like. What do you want? That's my question. Okay. What do you want? Do you want a relationship with your parents? Do you want a relationship with your sister? Do you feel like if you tell her and your parents, presumably, hey, all these problems, it's her fault, do you think that your parents are going to suddenly be like, oh, she's a monster, and you're the good one the whole time, you know, fuck her, and you come into our life. Like, is that what you're thinking is going to happen? Because I don't want to burst your bubble, but that's not going to happen. If if your parents... So, if your sister... Here's the thing, too. This is all from your point of view. So, I'm not, you know... We're trying to be, uh, you know, devil's advocate and and neutral, as neutral as we can. Obviously, you know, you're a fan of us, so we're, we're more on your we're side. We're a fan of you, too. <laughs> we're, more, we're more on your side than anything else. But looking, trying to look completely neutrally, if it is true, because this is your perspective and who knows, if it is true that your sister is a bad person, as you say, and your parents haven't seen that all this time, then you telling them that, that's not going to change their mind. They're biased towards her. That happens. Uh, it sucks, but that uh, that that definitely happens in families. Um, so you have to ask yourself, what do you want? If you don't, if you're not looking for a relationship or you're not trying to, if this isn't to try to repair your relationship with your your parents, do you, what do you think this is going to do with your sister? Do you think that, are you looking for an apology? Are you looking to come to her and tell her this and have her apologize to you and maybe you can forgive her and, and you two can start to get along more? Is that what you're looking for? Here's the thing. I am sorry. I am so sorry that you've been going through all this stuff like mm-hmm. your whole life. That sounds like a lot. Yeah. And I'm sure figuring out that it's all related to this car accident that it was your sister's fault is a lot to deal with. Mm-hmm. But you do need to think about the fact that an accident is an accident. Right. And while it might... a 16-year-old. Yeah. And while it might be her fault, I'm sure she wasn't trying to hurt you. Sure. So I I don't know if it's gonna be good for you or her or your family to put all the blame on her for something that was not intended you know what you know what i what i would say 
I would say that this is not fair. No. And if, you know, I think you could use some tea and sympathy, and and I think that's fair. For sure. And if you want to be angry and, you know, like, feel sorry for yourself and everything for, for a period of time, I think that's perfectly reasonable. And it sucks that, you know, that we're all dealt a hand, and sometimes we're dealt a, a shittier hand than that we'd like. Um, but I think in the end, the healthiest thing for you is going to be to forgive her because mm-hmm. forgiving her is, is about freeing yourself. Right. There's no, like that's, and that's how you have to look at it. You have to look at it as you, you're, you're doing it for you. When you forgive her, it's not because you want her to not feel blame anymore or whatever. Um, it's you're doing it for you because holding on to this anger is not helping you. And it's not probably not hurting her. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like if you're feeling like oh, I'm holding on to this anger and it's hurting me, but it's hurting her too, you know, and like she, she'll suffer from it. Like that's probably not happening. That's, that's like, that's what you want. Cause that's, you know, that's like an idea of justice, but, Forgiving her is helping you. The thing is, if you're looking for a release, which I think that you need, Mm. you know, it's okay to get it out there, just not necessarily to her. Like, you could write a letter to her. Yeah. And say all the things you want to say. Yeah. And then burn that fucker. Right. Um, or, you know, you could go to therapy and talk about it with a professional who can, you know, actually listen and let you get that out. Yeah. I think this one is probably, I mean, we're giving our advice, but I think this one's probably one of those that you should probably talk to a a professional that has a little bit and one you can give a little more detail Mm -hmm. to so they can understand the situation a little bit better. Because if you talk to a therapist and you tell them all the reasons that you think your sister is a jerk and and your parents think she's the best and, and you're the, the bad sheep and everything like that. If you give all those reasons, then your therapist, from a neutral point of view, can take all that information in and figure out if your perspective is skewed or not. Right. You know, figure out if you're like, maybe your sister is, like, really a jerk. And, you know, but like Carol said, and I think that that's probably the best point, she was 16. I mean, it's like... If we all of us were judged by the worst thing we did when we were 16 years old for the rest of our lives, I mean, that's you're a dumb teenager. I don't know the exact nature of the accident, but it probably was just an accident. And it's it sucks that all this stuff happened to you because of it, but it's not it's not malicious. Right. So, you know, I think that um I, I think you should forgive her. That's what I think. And I, I think for yourself. Yeah. And I think that um I think it's not really worth it telling her, to be honest with you. I mean, how is she gonna react to that to that information? That's the other question. You know her better than we do, obviously. Uh is this something that's likely to cause her pain? I can't imagine a person that wouldn't cause pain to. Honestly. Well, I mean, unless they were truly a vile and evil human being, right? it would hurt. 
to know that they cause someone that much pain. Yeah, I think you can have a conversation about the accident and everything and stuff without without it being blaming. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and maybe you can get that forgiveness there. Yeah. And maybe she'll finally, you know, ask for forgiveness too. So, I don't know. But uh, ultimately, I think you should talk to a professional too. Yes. And get a little bit more uh, solid advice. Probably do that before you talk to your sister. Yeah. But uh, that's... Uh, I don't know whatever segment that was. Um, so that was our advice. And, you know, thank, thank you all three of you for, yeah. you know, writing in and trusting us with your, with and I your guess if more people want advice, questions. uh, maybe some more, uh, kind of lighter advice, <laughs> then send it in everybody. Um, but now we've got a little bit of time to talk about wild things. It's the massive love. I, I figured it's Valentine's Yay. Day. It's love is in the air. We need to do some massive love. It is my favorite too. So let's let's start with this dude. Mm, Good looking white male. Herpes. What? Are you serious? Yep. Doesn't <laughs> say he has it. <laughs> Just says good looking white male, comma, herpes, comma. Six two student seeks attractive. W slash A slash BF, so uh, white, Asian, or black male. Mm. Na- female, I mean, sorry. 19 to 35 for friendship, possibly more. Possibly a uh, shared Valtrex prescription. <laughs> right? Wow. That is, uh, that is so weird. I mean, I guess be upfront about it, you know? I mean, yeah, but... Really, is anybody going to respond to that? I don't know. Only other people with herpes, I guess. Right. That's he. He is. He is very much cleaving his his prospects there. Yeah. But I mean, that's that's the responsible thing to do, I guess. How about this? Here's some alliteration for you, Carol. Candles, conversation, cuddling, can be contagious. <laughs> Let's light the candle. You, a slender white female. Me, a cantankerous old white male. Oh, jeez. 50 plus. No. Cantankerous. Yeah. Like, is this a uh, a lighthouse keeper that's, uh, <laughs> that's uh, left this this message here? I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, what is wrong with this dude? He sounds like he's a uh, a character from a fucking Charles Dickens novel or something. <laughs> Who describes themselves that way and then expects to get, like, young women? I don't know. You, a slender white female. Oh, wow. Love it, though. Uh, buxom, young, hot, married white female. Seeking attractive straight white male, 20 to 38, for fun with straight husband. Okay. I've got some bad news for you, darling. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. You either accidentally wrote M when you meant F, or your husband's not quite as straight as he thinks. Uh, and I love 
love she describes herself. Why? Buxom young hot. Why not? Married white female. She thinks she's the treat to get the other straight guy into this menage a trois. I guess. Oh my god. <laughs> I mean, it's possible that you know, this is her fantasy that her husband's fulfilling, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. But, but unlikely. It's that's always a I mean, if if that's really what it is, if it's the you know, the the male female male threesome and both guys are straight, that's that's it's always a difficult one. That's is a, it? It's a difficult a difficult <laughs> a difficult animal to to maneuver there. You have some experience with that one? No, I don't, but <laughs> I never have had a uh a multiple experience with uh, another man. Um but, you know, like where are you going to where are you going to look? You know, where are you going to go? There's only so much room. <laughs> it does sound like a complicated puzzle. To I solve. feel like I feel like if that ever happened. <laughs> like if <laughs> I would just, like, be in the bedroom, right? Uh, it would be one of those situations where I'd just have to look at the guy and be like, this, this town ain't big enough for the two of us. It's like one of those situations. Wow. You might go in there very well-intended, but it just wouldn't happen. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Uh Attractive white married couple seeking fun and excitement with couple or single slash married by female. Discretion is a must. Clean and non-pushy only. <laughs> non-pushy. Wow. So that sounds like they've had an experience in the past. Yeah. With, with a, a pushy by female. Pushy. Well, what do you think? I'm just trying to think about what what situation <laughs> brought that out, you know? Yeah, pushy. Pushiness. A very pushy situation. Was she directing traffic in the bedroom? Like, <laughs> what, what was going on? Uh, Irish, single, white, Christian, female, 23, medium build, spontaneous, outgoing, enjoys hiking, camping, walks. Seeks single slash divorced white male, 25 to 33. Same interests for long term. Kids, okay. Interesting. She's 23 and she's saying that eh, it's hard if you have kids. Yeah, I mean. And, and you're 30. Well, but you have to be. Okay, so she, I see what she's doing. He has to be older, 25 to 33, but no more than 10 years older. Yeah, she wants somebody who's going to take care of her, and she realizes that. That may involve them already having children. And then she says Irish to start. Is it is she just preparing you for the red hair? I, I don't I don't know exactly why. What does that mean? Well maybe but is she really Irish? Is, yeah. she, is she is she from Ireland? Maybe she is. I'm a fiery lassie. It is really difficult to imagine that coming out of a woman. <laughs> Because you sound like you're sitting in an Irish pub like an old dude, like... <laughs> sound cantankerous. Yeah. <laughs> over your pint. <laughs> uh, urban bushwoman. Ooh. Who likes Ozzy. Seeks 
single white slash H male Hispanic single single white slash Hispanic male I guess uh twenty three to twenty seven. That's, That's pretty specific. A very tight range. Yeah. Must like live music, movies, and full-figured woman for friendship and possibly more. What is an urban bush woman? I do not know. That is that is weird. I mean, like, it draws images to the mind. It does. I don't think they're intent- intended. It, it draws a specific image of uh, Demi Moore. Right. A, a naked spread. I don't know. Was, did she say she's black? No. She just said urban bushwoman. I don't know. Does what urban, the fuck does that mean? Does urban mean you're black? I, I don't understand. And then she says, who likes Ozzy? Like, is that, a, is that I mean, I, I assume you're talking about Ozzy Osbourne and not Ozzy from uh, Ozzy Harriet's. But <laughs> but I don't I don't understand what that means. Yeah, well, I mean, like, okay, she's just letting you know she's into like heavy metal, I guess, or whatever. I guess, but he's heavy metal. Mental right? wounds, not feeling. <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, I I I don't know. <laughs> well, single white female, forty nine, who lives in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> Why are you in the Detroit paper, you weirdo? Ouch. Is interested in meeting single white male. I like the simple things like cuddling. Oh, I have a cantankerous person for you. <laughs> right? Call. Can we make this work? Question <laughs> mark. Wow. <laughs> I just, I don't know. Can we make this work? And then one more, Carol. Okay. All beautiful chocolate queens are recently freed from nine years of captivity. What the fuck? Chocolate conscious king is in need of a queen. What the fuck? Now, yeah, it's pretty fucked up. I assume... Now, he says he's chocolate conscience, conscious. So... I assume... Do you, I, assume he, he, I assume he's saying he's black, too. Maybe. But he's not saying he's chocolate. He's saying he's chocolate conscious. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand. What that. does that mean? I don't know what that means. This is for all the beautiful chocolate queens out there. But here's the thing: if you're not black, and you're saying you're recently freed from nine years of captivity, <laughs> it's not a good look, dude. Um, and if you are black, it's still not a great look. <laughs> Well, I mean, I think he's probably saying he's divorced. Well, obviously, yes. Obviously, he's talking about a relationship. But, you know, when you're mentioning the chocolate people and... (laughs) Jesus Christ. And captivity in the same breath, one doesn't naturally turn towards romance. One's mind turns towards some other uh, sins of this nation. That is true. I don't know. Like this, just the, the whole this whole session here has made me <laughs> concerned about people's ability to uh, communicate. I mean, like, yeah. 
they can't say who they are or what they're looking for. Everybody's trying to talk in fucking riddles. Like, no wonder they can't find each other. Right, exactly. It's like, it's like, it's like, um, you know, with the maps and the... Oh, I was uh, going to say Mad Libs, but... No, like a treasure hunt, but not a treasure hunt. Help oh. me. <laughs> <laughs> it's more fun to not help you. Scavenger hunt yes. is what you're thinking of. <laughs> Scavenger hunt. <laughs> Figure out these riddles. If anybody, if anybody wanted to know what it sounded like, uh, a live cry for help. That's the one. <laughs> Shut up! I love you. Oh my Happy goodness. Valentine's Day. <laughs> you too. Happy Valentine's Day. Let's do it. Okay. Absolutely convinced. Single white male, talented, sharing, seeks lady with love and a good heart. What's he convinced of? Age weight opened. I don't know. Absolutely convinced, single white male. Of what? I I, I don't know. I'm so like I'm tempted just to, to to call just to find out what the fuck he's talking about. What are you convinced about? <laughs> that you're gonna get a date? Because don't I don't think so. Yeah, not with that dad. Adventurous, married couple. White male, 35, 6'5", 300 pounds. Big dude. Very big. Like, maybe not even fat, depending on how much muscle he is. But 6'5", 300 pounds. I mean, just a fucking mountain dude. Uh, white female, 35, same age. 5'6", 125 pounds. Okay. Very big difference. Right. Looking for a bi, white female, 30 to 40. To be a gift for husbands. Oh my. Must be discreet. What do you think about that? A gift. They don't want to be clean and discreet, just discreet. What dirty fuckers. <laughs> Literally. Uh what what do you think about that though? I think that's fucked up. A gift for the husband? Like like they're a person. You you don't give a person as a gift. No, apparently she does. <laughs> Tell you what though. I will give a gift to this couple though. I'll give a gift what, to... What, me? Because you can't give me as a gift. No, either. no, no. <laughs> I'll give a gift to the wife. Okay. Wife of the year, right? <sighs> a mug that says wife of the year. A really? For the husband. I mean, come on. Hmm, that's your idea of a great wife and we're getting married. That's concerning. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not winning the wife of the year award. Okay. <laughs> just saying. Just keeping it out there. <laughs> I still have options, you know. Fuck uh, APM, you know what that stands for? Uh, no. Anti-post-meridian somehow. It's, <laughs> what? It's both. <laughs> no, I think it's Asian professional male. Okay. 40, seeks female with an open mind to share a dream, to break away traditional lifestyle, to taste the sweetness in human nature. What? What the fuck? I feel like this is the article that, or the, the ad that a serial killer puts out. Right? It puts lotion on its skin <laughs> or else it doesn't taste the human nature. <laughs> I don't know. Some of these, uh, yeah, these ads make you wonder about people and the world and mm-hmm. why. Just why. Are you bored? Yes. Open-minded, adventurous, and sexy? Yes. If so, try this married white male. No. 5'10", 185 pounds, 
brown slash blue. Let me show you a good time. You're an asshole. That that's what I have to say. Aw. Come on. Another married dude looking to cheat. Oh yeah. It's a cliche. That's true. You should you should get your wife to give you a gift. There you go. Yeah, go find this guy's wife. <laughs> this one is this one will seem straightforward, but I like this one. Black couple. He's straight, she's bi curious, both mature, clean, seeking couple for relationship. I like this one because it sounds like a sitcom. <laughs> like the like the beginning of a sitcom. <laughs> <laughs> He's straight. She's bi-curious. Both mature and clean. It's black couple. Do 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 do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they're looking for a full relationship with another couple. They're not just looking it? for sex. Yeah, that's interesting. Like uh, a joint relationship. How do you raise your kids? That sounds so complicated. I, like I hope there Mormon, are no children. It's like a Mormon relationship. <laughs> right. Boating anyone? No. Married, black male, very handsome, 6 feet, 185 pounds, seeks married female for fun in the sun. If you're into discreet boating, call me. Did I mention I own a boat? <laughs> it's like he couldn't have put the word boat in there more. To, he's slaving over this head. How many times can I put, before it sounds obnoxious, how many times can I mention my boat? Wow. Okay, so he wants some married woman... To go out with him in his boat and yeah. fuck. And he thinks that's going to be discreet. Like, yeah, you're going to see other rich douches with boats while you're out there. Right. Well, so the thing is, is he, so he takes her out on the boat and sex is implied, but, you know, because of the implication. Right. <laughs> Boy toy. White male. It's Shawn Michaels. Uh, <laughs> 50. Slender, attractive, sensual. Loves to please. Seeks assertive female for discreet, satisfying relationship. He wants an assertive female. There's a a lot of uh, words in there that just seem like he's just trying to. I don't know. The yeah, probably. But it also the the it reads like patchouli oil somehow. You know, (laughs) I don't know. It's just it has this. I can. I can see him uh, penning this as he hacky sacks. <laughs> it just has a heaviness to it. I don't know. He's got one of those those beanies. <laughs> fucking beaded beanies. You know, right. You know yes. what I mean. Yes. Oh, my God. Mbop. <laughs> Hold on to people, you know, because fucking a lot of them will just leave you. Well, I mean, you dragged me to one movie I didn't want to see this week. Why not drag me to another? Not time yet, Carol. This was a really good movie. We watched Urban Legend. Yeah. Anyway, we watched The True Man Show. Yes. Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 Show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? What in the actual fuck is happening? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is uh-uh, April uh-uh. 24th, 1998. I will and leave. And we watched another episode of 90210. What? Now, I told you that I was going to use my regular voice for the first time on the show 
stop putting on that Yankee voice, and you said it was all right with you if I did that. What is happening? <laughs> but. They can just act like she has money again, I guess. There are two other storylines. Well, no, three other storylines. There's David. Mm-hmm. There's Kelly in the clinic. Mm-hmm. And then there's Steve and his stupid oh, ass yeah. storyline. Oh, my God. Would you want to talk about Steve's dumb storyline? Because it's, sure. it's so short. You you go because I, I feel like I missed something because I feel like I came into the middle of something. Like, it was confusing to me. Yeah, we all came into the middle of something. Okay. <laughs> um. No, they, there used to be a guy that worked in the building uh, where the blaze is, the one that's shaped like a pirate ship, mm-hmm. and he left, and he got the forward, like they got the forwarding address wrong or something like that, but he apparently has some sort of pen pal relationship with mm-hmm. this girl. At first, I thought she knew him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that but, would make sense. But apparently not. Apparently, she's never seen him, and they're just talking through letters it's i mean this is the last season so it's 1998 for them too just Mm -hmm. like for us Mm -hmm. so why aren't they talking over the internet (laughs) that's a good question although i think pen pals are much better than email pals i mean i guess but like it's i don't know anyway so she's sending him letters and they're all scented different things. Like one's in a black envelope and it's scented like licorice. One's in a red envelope and it's scented like cherries. Yeah, it's cute. It's very I, cute. I guess. One's in a brown. You wouldn't en- think that's cute? It's scented like cinnamon. Like I don't know. I've never I've that's never happened to me. <laughs> no one has ever done that to, for me, so I don't know. I don't know if I would think it was cute or not, Carol. I would love it because you know how much I love yummy smelling things and they all smell like food. All right. Well, uh, <laughs> late fee 1994 at AOL.com somehow send emails with scents. <laughs> See, that's what I was saying. Paper is better. Yeah, sure. I guess. Um, but anyway, so Steve is opening them and reading them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but throughout the entire episode, he's like reading them and shit like that and everything. And he's falling in love with this woman. I don't know what happened to the police woman. Like, I guess she's just gone now. I mean, I guess a couple dates was the extent of their relationship. She met Brandon once, and he put her on the pile with the other body. (laughs) I guess Like, sorry, Steve, this is the code. This is is what the black void that I talked to uh, has commanded me to do. I, I don't know what's going on. Oh, my God. That would make so much sense. So... Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? It's been a good week. It's June 26th, 1998. You look like... Fucking someone is out to hunting you or something like that. What? Like you're in the most dangerous game. What? In Every the fuck? facial expression was like, what, what's that? Like, what's that? What's that? What? What, what are you like talking looking about? around the corner and you, it looks like you're being hunted. I'm just sitting here. Your face. What you were thinking. You must have been thinking something. Um, my head hurts. Our neighbor's trucks loud. Those uh. were the thoughts I had in my head. 
that so, apparently make me look like some kind of fucking hostage. Was huh? Interesting. Um, David mm-hmm. goes to see Donna's dad. Mm-hmm. He's talking about, like, I don't know, the stuff from last episode, basically. <laughs> the disgust on your face as you turn to look at me, and then just the very vague things that you're saying. He's talking about, I don't know, shit from last episode. I don't remember anything. I don't even remember how I got in this room. I don't. He's keeping me here, people. (laughs) So he says to Donna earlier in the episode, Donna, uh, I love you. She says, I love you too. I've been thinking about all the stuff your grandma said. I thought he was going to be like, let's fuck. But instead he's like, Let's have sex with your mom. No, he Ew. says. He says. What the fuck is wrong with you? He says, I think that our love can conquer all or whatever. I need to make things right with your parents, especially your mom, because your mom hates me for whatever reason. And I just want her to like me for me. She likes me for me. Not because I hang with Leonardo or that guy who played in Fargo. I think his name is Steve. Hey, what's up? Like, totally time for 90210. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 90210 show. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my fiance, Carol. How are you doing today, Carol? Hey, what's up? Not much. It's been a good week here. It is May 29th, 1998. It is. And we watched an episode of 90210. As per usual, we did. I am going to do the rest of the show like a robot. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) I can't do it. What did we watch? (laughs) Get a robot. Um, So we watched an episode titled The Long Goodbye. Weird weird episode. Um, Mm -hmm. It guest starred uh, Elliot Gould and Nina Van... uh, Palant. Okay. So who are those people? Uh what would you know Elliot Gould from? Uh I believe he's Ross and 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 Monica's dad on Friends. Okay. Trying to remember who he was in the episode. He wasn't in the episode. What the fuck, Mark? Like, what is wrong with you? The Long you? Goodbye is a title of a 1973 film. Starring, oh, my God. Starring, starring those people. I'm like, did I fucking fall asleep for real? <laughs> oh, my goodness. Speaking of God or aliens or something, uh, we saw a movie. Oh, jeez. This movie. Amistad. Now, I was tricked into seeing this movie by Carol. What? Because... Based on the title, I thought this was about Arnold Schwarzenegger claiming paternity over his son. What in the actual fuck are you talking about? Think about about the title. The title is Amistad. What is wrong with you? Amistad. Like, in all seriousness, what the fuck is wrong with you? Come on. I thought about that when I saw the title of the movie. Um, no, but you want to get real sick, Carol? No. Okay, then fine. I won't say it. Go ahead. What? 
uh, in Spanish, amistad means friendship. Oh, wow. So their slave ship, where they brutalized people, was called friendship. Well, they didn't brutalize them as much as they did on that first ship. I guess not, but I mean, isn't that the ship where they threw them off with a rock? Yeah, you're right. I guess they were. I guess they were the nice slavers. <laughs> oh, jeez. What stand-up Spanish guys? <laughs> Holy fuck! Sounds like it. <laughs> anyway, speaking of leaving, uh, in jet plane. Armageddon, yeah, <laughs> uh, people leave Earth to go to an asteroid. So, I'm assuming if you're listening, you've seen the movie. I'm also assuming if you're listening to our show, you watched or at least heard our talk the first time we did this movie when they called it Deep Deep Impact, Impact, right? (laughs) I don't know. I think this is better. Oh, no, no, no. Yes, I enjoyed this more. No. It's more enjoyable. Yeah. It's to a, me that's better. It's a more fun time. Mm-hmm. It's a worse movie. Right. Okay. Fine. Quality wise, yeah, it's probably not going to win awards, but <laughs> Deep Impact. No, it's not. Deep Impact is, you know, better in that way. But it was so much more fun to watch, and, yeah. and it leaves you feeling happy, not like you want to go home and cry. And like, there's all the pretty people and yeah. not pretty people that are funny, and it's it has a happier ending. Um, there's more humor in this than than Deep Impact, the movie where a father and daughter reconcile <laughs> their relationship as a tidal wave murders them. Right. Yeah. The so Deep Impact has a scene with a mom thinking that. Uh, her daughter's being ripped out of her hands. Okay, because... let's not relive the horror. And this movie has Owen Wilson talking about uh, how, uh, yeah, worst case scenario, that's all you have to say. Um, no, yeah. this, what's Steve the name Bush, of the big black guy? Steve, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. So, no, this movie has Michael Clark Duncan dancing in a Speedo on a gurney. Yeah, exactly. I this, love it. So. Speaking of things that sucked, Carol, according to you, we watched a film, not basketball, not baseball, but basketball. Now, what in the actual fuck were you thinking? What do you mean? I mean, like, you make me watch sports movies sometimes. Yeah. You make me watch terrible comedies sometimes. (laughs) And I can make it through one or the other, but you put them together. And that's not okay. I didn't make this movie, Karen. But you made me watch it. You didn't like this? You know I didn't like it. You knew I wasn't going to like it. There was no possibility that I was going to like this piece of shit. I didn't see the film before we watched it. You knew. (laughs) Uh, His name is Wesley. Wesley Sniper. Snipers is his full name. Okay. You're so weird. Wesley Snipes. Yes. So he's Blade. I don't know. Steven Dorf. Who the hell's that now? The villain. Okay. Frost. Frost, yeah. I don't know. Uh. (laughs) A great way to open our review. I don't know. (laughs) Said four times. 
Did I say it for you? Yeah, I hope you know. (laughs) I know some things. What did you think of Blade? I loved it. Were you a fan of the comic book Blade? Well, that's what I was going to ask. Like, I I didn't even know it existed until this movie came out. Yeah, Marvel Comics Blade. Did Did you know about it? I knew about it. Mm. But you don't read comics. No, I don't read comics too much, no. But in the comics, Blade only has the powers. Like, the power that he gets is the ability to not be turned into a vampire. Which is, I guess, useful if you're a vampire hunter. Yeah, but that's the only power that he has, and he's white. And He is? Yes. And he's British. No. Yes. Oh, my God. And he's, like, cockney, too, so he's like, I would solely send. <laughs> well, that just, like, cha- why would they change him so much for the movie? Because if this movie was filmed with a white British <laughs> actor whose only ability was not to be able to be turned into a vampire, it would have sucked. No pun intended or pun intended? Well, actually, that was no pun intended, but I'll take it. <laughs> so I think that part of what made the movie so awesome was Wesley Snipes and just, like, what a commanding presence he has. And, yeah. Yeah, having some, like, I don't know, geeky British white dude would have ruined it. Exactly. Right? <laughs> Uh, so we didn't watch that either. Instead, we saw The Waterboy. Yes, yes, we did. Carol, I have to ask you a question. Sure. I heard you laughing several times in the theater. Were you wa- laughing with the movie or at the movie? <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it was a really bad and stupid movie, but it did kind of tickle my funny bone a few times. See, that's somewhat surprising to me. Yeah, I, I think, like, you know, watching all these terrible movies, I'm, like, getting worn down to desensitize to the badness. So are you ashamed of yourself? A little bit. Okay. What did you think of the movie? I thought this movie fucking sucked. Did you? Yes. See, that surprises me. This is the kind of thing you usually like. Wow. Well, okay. you do. Because I'm an idiot. Guess what it is. It's July 4th, 1998. <laughs> Happy 4th of July, everybody. 4th of July. You know what? You know, we do fireworks for 4th of July. You guys ready? Oh, my God. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Uh, I should have I should have gotten a recording of fireworks. I need to hide that tape from you. It's exciting time. It's celebration time. Come on. What are we celebrating? Well, I mean, we're celebrating. Sorry to talk about sports, everyone. Um. We're celebrating the world of sports. We're celebrating our, our Red Wings. We're celebrating Martina Hingis because she's cute. I don't know. Uh, sorry to talk about sports, everyone. Who the hell's Martina Hingis? She's a tennis player. Fuck her. Okay. Not like. The- oh, oh, oh. oh. I thought you were okay. Me- I thought you were giving me permission. Sorry. Oh, you're a dirty, awful man. <laughs> tennis player. <laughs> like that little fucking skirt. <laughs> little tennis skirt. I do. What up? 
You know, I dated a tennis player. I don't think I don't know if you know. No, that I that. didn't know that. You know the other Carol I dated. She played tennis. Sup, Carol? <laughs> She's a hundred percent listening. I'm sure. <laughs> I would be. Would you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> If you, you? if you weren't recording it, you'd be listening? Wouldn't you be listening if your ex made tapes and, and put them out there for people? Wouldn't you listen to them? On the interwebs? Yeah. Yeah, probably, I guess. So I would assume she is also listening. Maybe. I assume all my exes are listening. What's up? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they're all listening. Here you go. So yeah. he pulled up a picture on the computer... Of this tennis player. And you know what? She's not even cute. Oh, she is. You're full of it. She's all sweaty and angry. (laughs) That is not what a a sexy lady is supposed to look like. I guess it's just the skirt then. I guess so. Maybe you should get a tennis skirt. Maybe you should get me a tennis skirt. Okay. You get it. (laughs) You know what you need to get me? What? Sinatra recording. You like soap operas, don't you? It depends because um, we watch lately 90210 has been pissing me off. But yes, I do. Why do you ask? Uh, I just realized today I was going through the newspaper. Mm-hmm. They have soap summaries. Oh. they have. It's kind of like what we do almost, honestly. But they have soap summaries from all the different, like, all my children, another <gasps> world as the world turns. Oh, my gosh. Bold and the beautiful days of our lives. You know, when I was a little kid, mm-hmm. I started watching All My Children with my mom. Really? And she worked during the day, and I went to school during the day. So we would record it on the VCR and then watch it together at night. Well, here's All My Children. Erica tells Myrtle that she really doesn't love Mike. Erica and Mike, oh, sorry, she really doesn't love Mike. Erica and Mike join forces to help Erica win the business deal she needs. The two seal the plan with a kiss. Ooh. Lee vows to marry, or to make Adam pay for all he has done. Lee then Good sa- luck. Lee then sabotages the boiler at holidays. Camille successfully escapes from Lee's clutches. A feuding Jake and Allie attempt to discuss their upcoming wedding. An urgent message from Albert forces Haley to go to holidays. This is just a bunch of gibberish words for <laughs> someone that's never seen this. Like, you recognize it as English words, but it doesn't make any sense. Right. There's an explosion at holidays, and many citizens of Pine Valley are trapped inside. Dr. David praises Allie's work on the injured burn victims. After much thought, Brooke decides that leaving the country is the best thing she can do. <laughs> it's always the best thing. You Probably. Can do. <laughs> oh my goodness! Now my mom used to watch Days of Our Lives, so I might understand a little more of this. Okay. Sammy, I know who that is. Reports to the police that Lucas is driving while he's drunk. He is then pulled over. Kate walks in on Franco and Sammy kissing. Ooh. Franco finally comes to the realization that Sammy is a vindictive person. Marlena catches Mike and Carrie kissing. <laughs> a lot of kissing, right? catching, but decides not to say anything to them about it. Mike vows, this is the same Mike from uh, All My Children, <laughs> vows to never again let such a kiss happen again. That is a terrible sentence. Yeah, it is. In Off the Wall Vivian ends up leave, or leading all of Salem in a square dance at the barbecue. 
<laughs> a frightened Nicole receives a call from Jay demanding hush money. Salem. Is it like Salem, Massachusetts? Like, um, like where the witch trial happened? I don't believe they actually ever say where it is, like what state it's in, but it's it's supposedly an East Coast state, yeah. Okay. I remember the Kariakases. They're the ones in charge of, like, they're the bad guys, mm. like the villains. Uh, Victor Kariakis. That's Jennifer Aniston's dad. Oh, really? John Aniston, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Carol, you, you love in 1998? I am. I mean, it's almost 1999 now. We're almost into 1999. We're going to party like it's 1999. That's right. That, that <laughs> character's, or that actor's name was... David Krumholtz. So that's a hell of a name. David Krumholtz, everyone. Only Krumholtz. Um. Anyway, so that is the episode, Carol. If you want to tell people things, so you can write us at late fee nineteen ninety four at awl.com. Uh-huh. Check out our website at www.retrolatefee.com. Yep, and share the tapes with your friends. Right, we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.